you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Around the NFL podcast doesn't like other sports. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. A lot of them. To my left, Colleen Wolf. Good to have her back. To my right, Greg yep. Rosenthal. What's up, people? Hey, now. And one other person in the room. Ooh. Oh, yeah. He's the moral conscience of the news team, I call. But also, if you want to have a glass of wine, I'll have a glass of wine with you. It's a big day. <laughs> he is. NFL Network's own. Proud. Georgia native? Minneapolis, Minnesota Minneapolis native. Ooh. Via Georgia. Now in L.A., Oh, yeah. You heard his voice. Steve Weiss, baby. Welcome to the Around the NFL podcast. Me, this is like, this music is like, you know. Uh, it's perfect. It's, it's like so Miami Vice that Crockett Tubbs are like in a real down moment. They just blew a bust. <laughs> <laughs> sitting dockside, like. Uh, Smoking butts. Right. Like, yeah. you almost had him. I'm sad you don't have sunglasses on right now. That could be arranged. Could be arranged. Yeah. You can make it happen. You know, or the t-shirt underneath. The sport coat. <laughs> I actually, you kind of have a bit of a Tubbs vibe. Like I could see you in a oh, reboot. I, we're not, you know. I'm not going with the uh, the Soul Brother Afro. <laughs> no, no. Moral I'm, conscience, though. Yes. That's interesting. That that's how you, you see know what? Steve's role at the company. I see Steve as the guy when you we can we can kill it now, Erica. But we enjoyed. <laughs> She's it. just smirking back there. I, I see Steve as the guy when we have something serious breaks, and Steve covers all the football news. Great. As well, of course, but when something heavy is going on and, and NFL Network needs somebody to give a steady hand, of course, Rich Eisen, he's the face and all that. But in the closer, in the newsroom and everything, Steve Weish, mm. the guiding hand for us. That's what happens when you're in the back nine of life, Dan. When you know, when you, hit, when you're, when you surpass 50 years old and you're an empty nester, you kind of get that you kind of get that fiber growing inside you. You, you need an adult to speak <laughs> up right. on something. You get you it's get Steve. Steve Weish. Steve, it's not it's a, a very bad thing calming to do. voice too. Do not let the smooth taste fool you. <laughs> As Billy D once said. So this is good. We've done like 600 episodes of this show. So whenever we could have a new foursome, it's a different show. It's a fun show. So we got Connie Fox. It was overdue to have Steve. Yeah. yeah. And Connie, you, uh, we haven't seen you in a while. We yeah. were in Orlando last week. I know. I heard. Where were you? What, what was I, I was not there. I was having uh, a lot of FOMO while you guys were gone. We but you know what? I had to do other things. I, you know, I had to assimilate back into... <laughs> Life, like society. I'm watching shows again. I just started watching Grace and Frankie. I watched like okay. five hours of Snapped yesterday. So oh, I've been God. really busy. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> five, hours, five hours of Snapped. That is really not the binge watch. I think I had you packed. I feel like Snapped is a show when the woman goes nuts and kills her husband, right? Well, I mean, that is in some episodes, but oh, not thought, all of them. Oh, I thought that's Sometimes the it's the girlfriend. 
Sometimes yeah, or the boyfriend. Is Gonzo okay with this? He was at work. He oh, laughed, and I turned you. on Snapped. Comes home, and you're just like <laughs> staring straight ahead in a darkened living room. <laughs> hey, hon, how are you? <laughs> Better. <laughs> what did I do wrong? Yeah. So, all right, it's good to see you again, Connie. Connie, a weekly presence in the offseason, as you were during the regular season. Yeah, just always a weekly presence. You're a hero. Greg, how are you? I'm great. I'm just excited, you yeah. know, to have this crew here. We, you know, we miss Mark. He's somewhere over the Pacific right now or the Atlantic. However, you get to <laughs> Germany. I don't know. <laughs> he's on a plane that's going over a body of water. I agree. He's, he's the on the Atlantic. USO tour. Did you ever do one of those USO tours, Steve? I have not. Mm. So that's great. He's getting a chance to do that. That's good. He's that's doing good. that right good now. Yeah. Doing that. Not, the only thing I asked Mark, because he's had some issues with Rex Ryan over the year, Rex is on the tour as well. Clean slate. And, you know, get to know Rex. And we'll see what happens. We're gonna how, how did get Sessler get this gig? You know, Mark, he wanders around. Sometimes all of a sudden Mark's not around. Where'd Mark go? He's on the third floor, schmoozing, getting set up for different trips. Mark likes to be out of the nest himself. And what better way than under the guise of work be crisscrossing across the world? I hope he's Instagramming. That's all I care about. Oh, I think he will. He texted me this weekend and asked. He sent me a picture of... 15 different photo apps and said, am I missing any for my trip? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I said, yeah, try this one. There's that also. We call him the quiet storm, Steve, for a lot of reasons, but also quiet ambition on Mark. Mm. He wants to get that message out there. And, I, you know, best of luck to him. Yeah. I love the tech savviness. Sessler's yeah. well-rounded guy. <laughs> uh, coming up on today's show, uh, some news about Rob Gronkowski. Uh, we will also talk about this controversy with uh, Josh Rosen and Colleen. I know you're doing work on Path to the Draft That's right. this year. Uh, and his former college coach. Um, and we'll get into that. Also, oh, yeah, this is a good one. We're, uh, power rankings, but it's the feeling themselves power rankings. I love this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love this. And we'll get into what exactly that me- means, but – the feeling themselves power rankings coming mm. up today. Uh, but Title is evocative. Is, I feel like it yeah. tells it, it so says loaded. it all. It yeah. says it all. I would say my only promises, because I know you're going to listen, is just don't skip ahead th- 20 minutes or so to get to it. We got some good news coming up. We got some trusted news minds. Mm-hmm. Connie Fox, you are on fire right now. Of course. You know, you are breaking news in the studio. Am with, I? With Mr. Mora. You're doing Oh, this. okay. Yeah, I am. We got a good team here, Greg. This might just have to become the, the permanent team. Yeah, well, it'll be some hard Sorry, conversations. Hey, Ces- <laughs> Cecily heard a guy, Wally Pippen. It's happened before. Let's do some news. Another back, Gronkowski, now making progress. Coming to join Dark Acclaim and Persa, but it's Nialetti. She's tough out in front. Gronkowski, near side, hard at work. Persa over on the far side, and then Dark Acclaim. Nialetti hanging tough. Iconic Sunset staying on Gronkowski and rallying Dark Acclaim. Gronkowski under the near side running rail from Persa and Iconic Sunset. It's Gronkowski who's <laughs> his way to the front. The longest Persa is staying on with Dark Acclaim, but it's Gronkowski doing enough. Could he be Kentucky Derby? Bound. Gronkowski won the Berlin Stakes. There you go. I requested the whole thing, by the way, Greg. A horse named Rob Gronkowski, the full name. Uh, he will race in the Kentucky Derby this weekend, or on May 5th, excuse me, next month, uh, after w- winning the Buradon Stakes in England on Friday. So that was kind of cool. I'm kind of sad that he didn't shorten it to Gronk. So maybe by the time he gets to, what's the first one? What did you say, Preakness? Uh, no, What's the first no, one? No. We no, opened no. up the Kentucky Derby. Oh, the Derby. Right, right, right. Uh, Preakness is the only one I've actually been to. So hopefully by the time the Derby comes around, maybe they'll start calling him Gronk. I can't wait till the like the pregame bit where they have like Gronk the horse take the same test as Gronk the person and like see who answers more <laughs> questions correctly. So by the way, the horse itself, Rob Gronkowski, uh, one, I guess it's a race analyst in that industry. He's a lovely horse, very quiet, a complete gentleman. You call horses gentlemen? Uh, that guy does. Hey, you know, about that dude. Well, Gronk will be at the Derby, I'm sure, as well, mm-hmm. watching his namesake. Uh, and we'll talk about Gronk now. We'll start there because, of course, it's the rumors and reports were percolating right after Super Bowl 52 that uh, Gronk may be ready to retire. Uh, however, ESPN, Jeff Darlington reported uh, this weekend uh, that sources close to him say he has recently expressed that he is more likely to continue his football career than retire at 28 years old. Uh, however, that doesn't mean necessarily, Steve, if if you continue to read into what's going on around the Patriots and Rob Gronkowski, that he's going to be a member of the Pats. Are you buying this at all, that he could actually be moved in a trade? 
Well, I, I, he could be moved. Miss the Patriots. They they could care less. But this would be devastating if they decided to do that. First off, the ransom would be significant, and no one's. I don't think anyone, maybe save for maybe the top, the bottom six picks, would trade a first round for Rob Gronkowski, an older guy who's had some injuries. If you're the Atlanta Falcons, you got to sniff around that. Mm. Um, maybe giving up your your late first round draft pick because that's a position where if they had, they, it it'd be a wrap. Um, but other than that, I I just I just don't see it. I I have you know we can say whatever we want about the Patriots and Gronk not liking Belichick. I don't think it's too many guys like Belichick. But they're winning championships, and there's something to say to say for that. So if, Gron- if Gronk's not happy about it, he's still coming back to play, and I think he's going to be with the Patriots. I love that this is like a psychological game too. So the longer that Gronk doesn't, <laughs> Gronk I feel like a completely. Game. I feel like a psychological war between Gronk and Belichick is not an even matchup. <laughs> no, it's not. It's <laughs> no. not. But the more likely I feel like a trade is, the longer he kind of draws this out. Like he's such hmm. a big personality, and obviously that's not something that is encouraged with the Patriots. So it's got to be something that's sort of weighed on him for a while too well it's interesting it's april now and this is still a thing because he wants it to be a thing that report was from our old uh, colleague jeff darlington who who said he was pretty certain gronk would return but that's not even a hundred percent so as different reporters have tried to kind of report throughout the offseason like uh, he'll, he'll probably be back like gronk is the one or through his sources it seems is like making clear and trying to make the Patriots feel a little uncomfortable that he's not for sure. Yeah, that, that's a dangerous game to play because they control your fate. And if they do trade you, they could really trade you to a place that's really life-altering in terms of <laughs> absolutely <laughs> miserable. I mean, these things do happen. Yeah. But I'm not going to say Are you talking about either. Jamie Collins? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's, some things, there's some things that could happen that way. But it's it's, it's just hard. I mean, it's, it's the Patriots. But my whole thing is – we always say it's the Patriots, but doesn't doesn't it seem like the bricks? I mean, they're not just being pulled out one at a time now. It seems like they're starting to fall. Mm-hmm. Well, if Gronk was traded, yeah, but I don't think I think the rest of the the movement that's happened this off season has been very typical. They've had many worse off seasons, I would say, in the Belichick Brady era where they lost a lot of people and then and they they were fine. The problem is that. They're they're just getting older at quarter. That it's Tom Brady. That's the problem. But Rob Gronkowski, people were taking this stuff seriously at the owners' meeting. People were talking about. Sure. It. There was some thought like maybe would Detroit be interested? Certainly could use a tight end. Got a couple former Patriots coaches there and GM. Right. But I think he's untradeable because he doesn't know if he wants to play football anymore. So are you going to trade for a guy who's kind of has an injury history is talking about retirement? And Oh, by the way, if you trade for him, you have to make him the highest paid tight end in the league. Well, I would think how much is it though, that he may not be sure if he wants to play football anymore, or if he's just done playing football for bill Belichick and in that building where it seems like he's bristling against how, how, you know, the Patriot way and how crushing that is. He sent out, an Instagram when Amendola, Danny Amendola signed with the Dolphins and people read into this uh, that the caption read, be free, be happy. Oh, like, God. This yeah. idea, and we we heard whispers at the, in Orlando that that big names are, feel the crush of being under Belichick year after year because it's a different type of scene. Maybe Gronk just wants a new start, a well, fresh start. And, and I, would, I would totally agree with that. Think back to when, which one of his teammates jumped on his back in a, in a touchdown celebration? Oh, right. And he was like, I want to talk about this. Right, right. I but I that. can't. Mm. You know, again, championship, That's awful. championships <laughs> soothe. Championships soothe a lot of, you know, butthurt feelings, so to speak. But it, maybe it's it's just kind of coming to a point. And maybe this Malcolm Butler thing trickled down. Mm. You know, maybe teammates, you know, we don't know what happened there, but teammates could say, what he did really wasn't that bad. And they could pull that stuff on me just to prove a point. Maybe, maybe that's part of it. We don't. It had been reported, you know, from Tom Curran that Gronk was pretty unhappy with things at last training camp. That he was almost thinking of walking away from the team then because they wouldn't let him train in a certain way. But here's the thing: the Patriots aren't going to trade him unless they got value for him because he's the second best player on the team. And I don't, th- I don't think another team is going to give up enough. Like if some team wanted to pay Gronk all that money and give a good draft pick. I think they would do it, but and I don't Greg, think that's going to happen. Not concerned at all. Never, never. Late is. first right. round, right. late first rounder, and Tevin Coleman from the Falcons. I would do that. Particularly fans. I mean, they mm-hmm. would do that. I think maybe. Okay. Uh, let's uh, move on and talk about Josh Rosen, who uh, is expected to go very early in the first round of the draft. Now this month, oh my goodness, it's coming, and uh, his former coach uh, at UCLA, Jim Mora, uh, surprised people when on NFL Network. Sorry, go ahead. 
<laughs> what are you muting, Dan? Wow, we're in the wrong. Uh, we're wearing the wrong headset. I think that was All a right. power move. Wow, that right is right there. Okay, oh, is it okay if I continue? Yeah, go ahead. Off button. This is from the Patriots discussion. I think. Just <laughs> I know he's upset. Residual from it. Uh, he, uh, Jim Moore, surprised people by saying, uh, "Quote fit." Explained why he preferred Sam Darnold, or why he believed that Sam Darnold would fit in better with the Browns than his own ex-player, and that got some traction. Then he comes on, uh, or then he speaks with Peter King at Monday Morning Quarterback, and, and gets into the millennial angle. Has this to say: uh, he needs to be challenged intellectual, intellectually, so he doesn't get bored. He's a millennial. He wants to know why. Millennials, once they know why, they're good. Josh has a lot of interest in life. If you could hold his concentration level and focus only on football for a few years, he will set the world on fire. Rosen, for his part, and you know, you could connect the dots here. Tweeted out right before we went on today. Why? Question mark. A shrug emoji. Hashtag why. <laughs> Colleen, we'll start with you on this one. You uh, are on set mm-hmm. with Mr. Mora. He's a colleague. You uh, spoke to him about this situation. Uh, what was your vibe on Mora, where he's coming from? Because he's kind of getting killed right now. Right. So, okay. Uh, Jim, we, we've talked about this a lot. And um, Jim Mora's said, you know, he's known Josh Rosen since Josh was about 14 years old. He's like watched him grow up. He knows him really, really well. And what he was basically saying is in order for him to succeed, the best situation for him to succeed is to be surrounded by a coaching staff that is going to challenge him and a coaching staff that he is going to respect and respect in terms of their football knowledge. So if he doesn't have that, then it's not it's not going to be a good situation for him because he's going to maybe check out. And that's I'm not saying that he the Jim said that he's going to check out, but that's sort of what I gathered from right. it, that he needs to be surrounded by the perfect situation. And you know what that kind of tells me is first off at UCLA maybe he had some coaches that he didn't respect that he checked out on. Mm. I know Jim well. I covered him when I covered the Atlanta Falcons. I covered Jim's whole tenure there, which was started out like gangbusters, went to the NFC Championship game, lose to the your, your Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. and then it kind of, you know, devolved. There's a lot going on there with yeah, Michael I mean, Vick and Jim Mora. Well, I mean, well, Mike and Jim had a great conversation, but a lot of things yeah. going on separately between them. Um, and unfortunately for Jim, when he talks about things a lot, trying to explain himself, another trap door opens. And by him saying he's known him since he was 14, okay, well, if you're John Dorsey or if you're Mike McCagney, like, oh, well, he really knows him well. So mm-hmm. if he's telling me this guy's going to check out, if he doesn't like what's going on right here, that's not great. Now, most GMs are not necessarily going to um, handle this. And some are actually going to appreciate this because so many times these coaches will sit there, oh, this guy's the greatest kid in the world and this and that. He's going to work hard. Then he gets to, gets to a club and he's a turd and he's lazy. Okay, so Jim is kind of letting everybody know, okay, if you draft this guy, this is what you're going to get. I don't think Cleveland is going to take him at one, but Todd Haley is going to keep him engaged, whether mm. it's positively mm-hmm. or negatively. Okay, is that going to happen anywhere else? We'll see. I mean, there's there's some offensive coordinator head coaches that aren't great, but he he will be challenged. He he will – I mean – well, You should worry about your head coaching staff if they're not challenging and intellectually – stimulating the franchise quarterback. And I'm not saying every coaching staff maybe is prepared for that. They're not all great, but that's what you want. I mean, you want a quarterback that comes in there. I thought the the destination Dallas segment that mm-hmm. Josh Rosen and Aaron Rodgers did together was was really good stuff and it kind of maybe those are two similar types of players. That's what you want is someone that can question, that wants to know everything. Those are some of the best quarterbacks of, of all time. And I think when you when you see this, I, I think that was a smart point to say, did he have some issues with the offensive coaches at some point, Steve, uh, at UCLA? I mean, there was not a successful run in the end under Josh Rosen and Jim Mora in UCLA. I think that should at least be pointed out. Jim Mora is no longer the UCLA head coach because it didn't, it didn't go very well, that he didn't have enough success considering he had such a great quarterback. And Jim Mora really likes Rosen. I mean, this is not to say that he doesn't think he's a good quarterback. He was just saying that that's the scenario where he would really flourish in. And <laughs> He did like, say he's you, without a doubt the number one quarterback in the draft in his right. franchise changer in the same uh, MLB article. Connie put him on the spot with that. Ooh. So just to wrap this up, Coach, where do you rank him among your quarterbacks Dan. in this draft? <laughs> Well, he was my quarterback, so he's uh, number one. Or number one? my quarterback. How about that for an answer? Huh? I snuck out of that one. Back door. Back door. He pulled a fast uh, right, one on right. me. That was good. Pulled a fast one. 
Why? Why do you think? Oh, you th- thought he would give you a different answer? Well, no. I mean, oh, yeah. Why'd you say Dan? Because what you I don't know? like listening to yourself. I hate the sound of my voice. Yeah, I, I have to hear it all the time. I did put that in on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, Greg, member of the tribe, Josh Rosen. Yeah. Where you stand on him potentially being the greatest uh, Jewish NFL player of all time. Who's he have to beat? Uh, Sid Luckman, I think. You know, Hall of Famer. I think yeah, one of the, one that's of the that's originals. High bar one of the originals. Now I can't. None of us are gonna say like, "Oh wow, Sid was great back in the day." I mean, who knows what that guy looked like? One of my favorite things from famer. the combine when I so talked lucky. to Josh Rosen, uh, how you know everybody knows how he had a, a hot tub in his dorm room. You guys, <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So when I was talking to him about it, he said that at first he ordered it, and he gets a call one day from his mom, and his mom was like, "Did you order a hot tub?" So I guess he ordered it from like Amazon and sent to his house <laughs> instead of his dorm and so I then lo- she I drove it that. over to him wow <laughs> I, I love it i mean wow when, when wholesome, that's awesome hey man the hot tub story i was like my hero it's carpe diem right? i mean it's that's like he knows who he is he's Absolutely. at ucla let's so cool. live it up i mean that more i think got in trouble with the mmqb stuff just because of the millennial stuff I mean, yeah. it's like yeah it's like pipe down with yeah. with the millennial with like that you've that. somehow got a great read on this generation of of people just because he asks a lot of questions. No, I think I think being curious, I think that right. that translates across generations. Different but people have different personalities. You're, you've raised slash raising a millennial yourself, Steve. Three. Multiple. Three. So do you know what he's saying when he's explaining it? They want to know why and like, what is that even I, all I, about? I, I don't even know what that I means. I wish my kids would want to know why. Yeah. They just... <laughs> I think it means that they're going to cut the cord and just go to Netflix all the time. No, it's <laughs> it, it, it's interesting with quarterbacks because I've, I've covered a lot of them, and, and I've had several players and GMs say like this. Some some guys function well being told what to do. Right. Other guys function well by asking why or figuring it out themselves. Mm-hmm. And so Josh Rosen is one of these guys. Okay, why are we doing this? When I see this coverage or see this personnel, explain to me why we're doing this instead of that. A lot of coaches do not have the patience, especially with young people, just like we as parents may not have the patience with young people. Why are you questioning me? I'm your parent or I'm your coach. You're, you're my child or you are my player. Just do what we tell you to do. Mm. Whereas some coaches like, I'm glad you're asking me why. I've got the whole – the world is your oyster. Let me explain it to you. Just yeah. that transparency. It's – you know, there, there's all kind of – I mean, Matt Ryan, when he came to the Falcons – this dude figured out on his own really quickly how to handle locker room as a rookie quarterback, how to deal with great receivers like the Roddy Whites of the world. He figured that out on his own. It made it easier for the coaching staff, whereas his predecessor was Joey Harrington. <laughs> it was during the dog fighting scandal, so that was not who Bobby Pacino came to Atlanta to coach. And Bobby was, why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? And Pacino was like, Dude, we've got 45 seconds on the play clock. <laughs> Get the call in and run the play. I'm tired of you asking me why. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's up to the coaches. It's up, it's up to the players. You have different people. But Rose may want to know why. But if he can figure it out, I mean, a beautiful mind is a terrible thing to waste. That's fair. Moving on, the Oakland Raiders have decided to part ways with punter Marquette King. Uh, this came through on the transaction wire on Friday. Surprising a lot of people – uh, Greg uh, King, uh, who's always statistically performed well, uh, but also is known uh, for eh, some flamboyance. Uh, he's a guy that's not afraid to celebrate after putting one inside the 10. And the reports out there were that John Gruden was sending a message uh, that from Bill Williamson covers the NFL uh, was sending a quote message that that type of behavior is not tolerated on my football team. Your thoughts? It's, that's preposterous. I mean, the report or the possibility no, the, that it's true? It's probably true because there's no other reason to cut Market King. I saw a lot of people like, well, they can save money against the cap. That's important. It's like the average punter makes $2 million. He makes three, and he's the best, one of the best punters in the league. God and forbid they, anybody have a they, personality. And they have $17 right. million done cap space, and there some reports they're a little cash-strapped, but it's not like you're suddenly saving a ton of money uh, by cutting your punter. So it doesn't, it doesn't really – it, it doesn't pass the smell test at all because there's a lot of there's other personalities on that team. Marshawn Lynch is on that team. Yeah, there are not many many more. They're 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 going away. I mean, that's uh, as someone who's talked to Gruden a lot and, and kind of knows that locker room pretty well. I'm in Oakland an awful lot. Um, this is John Gruden putting a stamp on here. This is like we're not going to have a flamboyant punter. 
Um, we are going to be nuts. <laughs> but does that possibly affect why. the whole team that, that you have well, a flame well, look, I, I will say this. That locker room got a little loose last year in terms of, you know, Michael Crabtree was unsettling. Uh, Marquette King. I mean, you've got a punter who's actually making headlines. There's a lot of coaches who do not have that, whether it's 1998 or 2018. They're not a punter. You just punt the ball, okay? This is the $10 million head coach. This is the dude who's got a 10-year, $10 million contract. He is coming in. He is he is changing whatever. The only stars on that team are going to be Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, and Khalil Mack. That's clearly the message John Gruden is sending. You know, Marshawn, you're going to run the ball, but you're a quiet guy as it is. You know, your only headlines are just you doing maybe some crazy things on the field. John Gruden is coming in. He's like, oh, Marquette King, you want to Photoshop yourself into my press conference picture? Ha ha, you're cut. Totally can see it. Oh I, look, God. I can like, see I have, Gruden watching. The principal's office. In the Monday night football booth uh, watching a Raiders game and seeing the celebration, be like, oh, that guy, no, I don't want him. Like, it, you could tell Gruden would be that type of guy. I covered Jimmy Johnson when he took over for Don Shula. And Don Shula was one of the toughest coaches ever when I worked in Miami. And Jimmy Johnson came in, and anybody, I remember tight end Eric Green, who was a heck of a player, who they had just signed like a year or two earlier in free agency. And he's come to Jimmy and interrupting press conferences. Ah, Jimmy's like, ha, 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 ha. You're cut. <laughs> oh, my God. Keith Byers, one of the most outstanding gentlemen I've ever met. Hey, Keith, you know, our tight ends are all hurt in training camp. Can you come here and play tight end for a week or so? Sure, coach. Oh, our tight ends are healthy. Keith, you're cut. Yeah. Okay, it's a new day. And so all that's sitting- – But why get worse? Like, that that sounds great, but there will be some week six game – where they'll they'll now have a league average or worse than league average punter, and you can look at the punting, and it might cost them a game, and you could say okay. like, right. why, right. why get worse? Oh no, no, no! Tell me, in your lifetime, <laughs> have you ever said, you know what, they lost that game because their punting sucked? Never. No, because I'm too stupid. <laughs> never. never. <laughs> he thinks exactly. they got better. He thinks the locker room is going to be better. He thinks I, that the team is going to be tighter and more disciplined. I think. But he's don't you feel like not lose there's the some games yeah. where you think the punter helped them win that game that they, they <laughs> you're going Giants Eagles? Are you going like way, <laughs> way back? I feel Sean like, Jackson. though, this is a situation where he's putting his own ego in front of the team. And that could be mm, a good. complete hits to his own demise. It's a John Gruden show. Like he's the he's yep. the, I'm the star of this team, and I'm making moves to show that everyone gets Sounds in line behind to me, me. Like this could be a tease for who's feeling them. Mm. Oh, stay tuned, everybody! Don't you dare fast forward! <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> that's how you treat your audience. It's good. Uh, moving on, some free agency moves. Geno Smith, yeah, boy. Uh, Greg Rosenthal got a job, signs a one-year deal with your team, the Chargers. You have to be feeling hot in the pants about this one. <laughs> Wow, that, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, Dan's feeling himself I'm, right now. I'm about to say, hey, yeah. <laughs> I I will be feeling myself if we're what? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that drop. Don't ever do that. Yes. You know, fast forward to January. <laughs> Philip Rivers suffers an injury. Unfortunately, they're in like the divisional sure. round of the playoffs. Gino comes on the field and he has his moment. You know what I'm saying? Steve, you should know Like, that. what a perfect system. I don't know Greg's what you're It's saying. the perfect system for Geno Smith. Greg's been Smith. a Geno truther for four years now. He held on to a four-game stretch with the Jets in December about three or four years ago. Now he's talking about the one Giants start where he lost two fumbles and a loss, that that was a very promising game. He, he looked pretty good. The best to Jack Del Rio's Raiders. Yeah, fact, looked pretty Oakland. good for the Raiders. Looked pretty good against Raiders. Nice well, spot for him, though. You know, you guys make fun of Geno. Still getting jobs. You know what we do? He job. also tweeted out today, you know, I'm looking forward to this. I have a huge chip. I'm like, shut up. You just got to work. And and hopefully you get your opportunity. Oh, you're Lynn's so guy. angry about Geno Smith. I, you know. He's Anthony Lynn's guy. Anthony Anthony told me last week, he's like, yeah, we're probably at the at the league meetings. Like, you know, Geno's a guy we'll probably bring in and see. Because I was asking about Lamar. A good guy. backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and Cardell Jones a guy they're still a little curious about. They just don't know what he is yet. So they're bringing in Geno. Just in case, you know, he knows I, the system. That four-game stretch you mentioned with the Jets, that's really the last time he's played. Which I, is a problem yeah. itself, isn't it? I wouldn't be surprised if they still draft a quarterback, too. I mean, with Phillip Rivers, 37. I, I agree. They've yeah. got to start developing one. Uh, here's another move. They are going to bring pressure again. Rodgers is going to roll away, throws it up in the air, says a prayer. Janice, does he oh, stop it? Oh, please. <laughs> I love this guy. That's insane. Oh, my. That may be one of the great throws ever made. It really was. That was Chris Collinsworth and, of course, the great Al Michaels. Jeff Janice's <laughs> moment in the sun in the 2015 NFC Divisional Round uh, with the Hail Mary reception. Uh, but 
in four years with Green Bay, he never could really get it going. And now he was uh, on the street, and now he's a member of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Steve, over, under, Jeff Janis receptions this year, 26. He was Icarus moment in the sun. <laughs> got a little too close. Uh, he's got, he's, look, he's got to make the team. You're going to see a, you're going to see this whole regime in Cleveland start poaching a lot of the Browns. Uh, bottom end of the roster guys because they know them. You know, it's not just John Dorsey, it's Alonzo Highsmith, it's Elliot Wolf. Packers, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Packers, former Packers who are now with the Browns. Um, so Janice, we'll see. He's got to make the team. Over under 26 and a half receptions. Oh, uh, not for Cleveland. <laughs> That's way under. That's all you got to say. I don't need yeah. any condensation. I just said over under. Great Moving special on. teams are, though. Come on. I mean, look, he's going to be a returner for them. Thomas Rawls, who uh, had a moment of, in the sun with the Seattle Seahawks before uh, that broken leg, really seemed to mess up his career. He signs uh, with the New York Jets, the team announced on Friday. And uh, speaking of that, I should tell you, Greg, you remember I had my, my dream, my vision. <laughs> that uh, I saw Kirk Cousins and he had signed with the Jets and I went up to him and I wished him the best of luck. I had another dream slash premonition. Well, you're 0 for 1. I know. So this happened last night waking up Easter morning. I was in it. It was a big house party. And uh, it was the night before the Super Bowl and the Jets were in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying when. I don't know what year this was. But everybody was fun. There was a big pool. There was multiple... Uh, floors to the house and everyone was like congratulating me it's like oh you must be so excited finally finally the Jets are in the Super Bowl and I was like yeah and then I went to get something in my bedroom so I guess I lived in the house which nice job we got a pool mm-hmm. and uh, I took a moment and processed it and I started to cry because I was so excited that the Jets had made the Super Bowl this is so sad and then I woke up and you could cut the music and I realized that it was April 1st Mm. Oh. <laughs> Play yourself. No. I gave wow. myself an April Fool's oh, joke. Oh my god! What kind of life is this as a fan? <laughs> You're a prisoner. <laughs> I thought this was going to end with some sort of like Thomas Rawls has risen thing. Maybe that, that he was. Maybe. Back. I like the signing. Josh Rosen was a quarterback getting stimulated right. by yeah. the coach. <laughs> I do like the the April Fool's slash Easter slash Passover all on the same day. I yes. feel like can't we mm-hmm. can't we work it out to just make that a, a permanent thing? Yeah, why not? Let's, Let's do, do that every year. Kendall Wright is staying in the NFC North. The former Titans and Bears wideout signed with the Vikings on Friday. Uh, last season in Chicago, he had led the team with 59 catches for 614 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but he didn't stick around there. You like this move, Connie? I like it. He's good in the slot. And then um, you have another option with Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen there. I mean, it, it could be good for them. Kyle Rudolph, too. But Kirk Cousins, I mean, that's the man with the big hand. Yeah. He did not lead the Jets. To the Super Bowl? No, no. That was it. Was after it was prior to free agency, and it was I had the dream that he signed with the Jets, and I congratulated him, and he's like, "Thanks a lot, man." But now maybe what that really was, <laughs> I it wasn't that he was signing with the Jets. I was just wishing him luck, and maybe that premonition. I knew he wasn't going to come to us, and the dream of the Super Bowl is mm. all part of a bigger set of visions that I'm having. And that's why you were crying. I was Josh Rosen. But here's the thing. Was it like a weep? Were you weeping? There's a lot of, especially in this room between you and Mark, there's a lot of just, I just want to make the Super Bowl. But I think as a fan, you'll realize when, if they lose that Super Bowl, that it was horribly disappointing. That was almost not, that was worse than even not making it. Think of the Red Sox in 2004. Once you got there and you got past the Yankees, if you would have blown it against the Cardinals, it would have been even more painful. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. But yeah. let's just get to it. Yeah, someone who grew up in Minnesota, those four L's in the Super Bowl are still staying. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right, that's what's happening in the news. Okay, here we go. Thank you for not fast-forwarding. And if you did, just hit stop and delete this podcast because <laughs> I don't want you listening. We don't want you listening, all right, Greg? Don't even, don't even help out our sponsors. No, don't dare. Don't, don't do anything. <laughs> uh, this is our Feeling Themselves Power Rankings uh, in which we will each nominate. This is how it's going to work. Two individuals, two football humans. It could be a coach. It could be a player. It could be a GM. It could be an owner. It could be whatever you want. Could be a whole team. Could be, sure. Hmm. Th- whatever you want. And you nominate them because they're really feeling themselves right now. And then once we go around the room twice, we'll put a, a top five power ranking. And uh, based off that power ranking, uh, nothing else will happen. I was going to say there would be one more step, like that person, <laughs> that team or person would be alerted and would get a trophy. Who's, who's cool. the judge? Who, right. Do we eliminate? The, it's going to be kind of like a group thing. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be Dan. Yeah, basically. but no, I will. I will. I will. Yeah, totally you clearly haven't listened to how this show works. 
Exactly. <laughs> no, this will be a group conversation. Yeah. Right. Totally. So I might throw out more than two. This was Greg. You came up with this idea. And no, Wes did. We oh, totally stole. Wes, Wes really had the kernel of it. I said, oh, we should do that. You know, we should do that as a, an article or a pod. And he was like, oh, yeah. yeah, but that's how history works. Someone yeah. has the kernel and then some guy picks up the baton. And he gets all the credit. So well, I mean, I, I'm it. trying to give it to Wes. So Greg right. came took up your with idea. the idea. We didn't have anything while you're gone. <laughs> so now we're using your idea. Wes is listening. God oh, damn it. I don't never trusted him. <laughs> all right. Get us going, Greg. First nomination for the feeling themselves power rankings. Well, this comes, and maybe this was part of the germ of the idea, was being down in Orlando, and it's that time of year. It's the time of year to feel feel yourself. Oh, absolutely. Feel, feel themselves. And one guy that really... Uh, <laughs> I didn't... I wasn't aware. <laughs> just going so many different... Did not realize. It, one, of the, yeah. one of the guys who... It just felt like he had a different aura about him this year as opposed to one year ago at this time, and that's Sean Payton of the... I like it. Saints. And they had sort of been the New Orleans Saints had been in NFL purgatory there for a while. A lot of drama sort of at the end of every season, whether Sean Payton was going to leave, whether Drew Brees, you know, has passed his prime, just drama all the time. And then suddenly they get the best rookie draft class in NFL history. It's amazing. Yeah. You get Drew Whoa. Brees playing. I mean, there's never been two rookies of the year on the same yeah, the same yeah. team, and then I think the, the Pittsburgh Steelers have had a couple Hall of Fame. In terms of rookie production okay. in okay. in your first year, it's you. tough to beat them, and then sure. two or three other starters who are who are playing really well, and he just has a different glow about him right Good now. Call. He is walking around. He's walking around Orlando. The jokes are funnier. He's staying out maybe <laughs> a little bit later. He's he's just. He's feeling he's himself. putting up with Sessler when he Sessler rolls over to their like <laughs> corner of the bar. Like, like maybe he wouldn't have done that right. a couple of years ago. I love that story. He just seems he seems happier. I mean, who wouldn't be? He got Drew Brees back, you know, on this contract this year, and I think they're just kind of feeling like they're back. They've got such a nice nucleus here, and they're they're ready to go. He was feeling himself though during the season too, when he's like taunting the fans during the That's games what I'm and saying. everything, and in the locker room with the broom. Well, he has yeah. a he has a naturally high level of uh, feeling himself. So I feel yeah. like so when he's got a little team success behind it, then he's going to be walking uh, around kind of with, with his to, chest puffed out. To your point, last year, and we got maybe a little blowback internally over this when we did our hot butt segment, like who could have a hot butt entering the season. Steve, do you know about this? Yes. Okay. Um, I will you stop hitting my cough button? Uh, well, someone took the you know we're wearing the wrong uh, know, headset. Did it Blame it on someone top, else. Man. Okay. Um. Uh, I had thrown out Peyton potentially just because I think they're coming off three straight seven and nines. And, you know, yep. maybe he would have a wandering eye uh, if things started to get a little uncomfortable. And now it just seems like everything's back to the good old days post Super Bowl. All they need to do is get back to the big game. right? Yeah. Especially I mean, with that defense, too, now. It's yeah. a defense. I mean, look, and, and, and to that, on, on a serious note, the one most, the most underappreciated guy in that organization is Jeff Ireland. Mm-hmm. Because he went down there, and all of a sudden they started knocking out draft picks left and right. So he's, mm-hmm. he's done a good job. But I think organization, they're feeling themselves. And, and they I, even sort of lost on a fluke play. Cameron Jordan was in here last week, mm-hmm. and I asked him, was he annoyed, you know, kind of watching that Vikings game? Because they, they're watching they that thinking. They're, they're watching that, watching the NFC Championship thinking, Man, we could have we yeah. could have done a lot more in Philadelphia than the Minnesota Vikings did. Right, we're gonna let's win, not get win on that play, <laughs> and then okay. I'm not saying they're gonna win or something, but they're not gonna lose 38 to seven with Drew Brees. Give me a break. All right, Steve, uh, make your first. Number. I'm I'm taking I'm taking this to a whole different level. Okay, I know, oh. I, know I know you were trying to say like individually, but I think sure, the, whatever you want. I think the Los Angeles Rams as an organization are completely feeling themselves. Okay, <laughs> they, they get to keep they get to keep Tlaib. Great move in a trade, yeah. okay? They actually get to keep the back out of a, of a trade that was signed, sealed, and delivered with the 49ers to say, come mm. play for win. You reported on that. I feel like yep. that's kind of been under the radar. Yeah. Yep. They got, got him to back out of a 49ers. Back out. They get they get Marcus Peters. Now they're like, huh, that great locker room culture we did last year. <laughs> let's, let's throw a Dominican Sue in here. Mm. And you know what? This Odell Beckham thing that everyone thinks is like just, oh, that's just talk. Uh, no. No, really? No, yeah, really. No, no. Speaking to people at the league meet, it's all in the Giants. Mm. This is 100% the Giants' court. If they want to trade him, Los Angeles will do what it takes to get him. They want him on their team. They will we'll give up the first rounder. It's a 23rd pick. Fine. Odell's a young player. He's dynamic. Oh, and we're in L.A. It's perfect. And fit. we're going into a new stadium. And we've got this offensive play caller. And we just lost Sammy Watkins. 
So if you if you mm. traded Odell for a first rounder, there, you would have to throw another player in there too. So who who would you throw in there too? If you're who do the Rams, you want? I mean, I'm not giving up Todd Gurley, but who do you want? If, if, do, the, do the Giants want Robert Woods? You think the Rams have to throw in another player? I think so. I mean, they may have to throw in more look, picks. I, no, no, I, I think the Rams would give the up a Giants. second, you know, a second rounder next year. Yeah. You know, and I think that maybe that's all the Giants want. Dave Gettleman is is a guy. Remember, he's the one running the show. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. He, he got rid of Josh Norman. I mean, peace out, Josh. I mean, so it's interesting. John Mayer will make the call. But I think the L.A. Rams I'm totally feeling themselves a I'm little bit. Totally yeah. I, I had them in mind. And McVay, obviously, a young guy, carries himself with a ton of confidence. Les Need was on our show in Orlando last week, and I said the similar thing to him. Like, it takes some onions. They hung onions this offseason. They could have sat on a very good team and went into next season. Instead, they are feeling their personnel department. Yeah. They're, they're, they're feeling their gut on this. And, like, mm-hmm. no, this we could upgrade here, 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 and maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. But you don't make all these moves and maybe then go get Odell if you're really feeling and they're, yourself. They're mm. also feeling the appeal of Los Angeles. You better believe oh, that mean. sell. And you know that's where your that's where your Chargers better start picking up the pace and understanding where they are because the Rams are. Pushing. That was to you, Greg. Yes, it was, Greg. I mean, I like the Rams. <laughs> Rams are team of ATL. Down. <laughs> I, you know, you know, less, I love that one. You know, the Rams are feeling themselves when Les has a head of hair like that, and he didn't even know off the top of his head what his uh, hair care product was when Dan pushed him on. I think he did because he was sheepish. He was worried about the price point on it, oh. uh, which was oh. uh, north of forty dollars, <laughs> I believe, and uh, Bacara. Sneed, she just she sent it to me, mm. and now really? everyone yeah. knows. Yes. What is it again? Uh, I'll have to go through my. It would it would have okay. violated the NFL sponsorship policy. <laughs> mm, this that makes sense. Okay. Connie, nominate. Okay, uh, you actually brought his name up, Steve. Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman, right now. He is. I love it. Feeling himself. Ooh. He's kind of in this like wistful honeymoon phase right now with the Giants. He came into a pretty decent situation where it's not a total train wreck there. They're not completely starting over, but he does have the luxury of sort of slowly erasing Jerry Reese's influence on the team there. He's, you know, they they just moved JPP, and that saves them a ton of money in 2019. And he's kind of making some moves here for the future. They gave Nate Solder a boatload of money. So finally yep. sort of addressed the offensive line that's been an issue for so long. And obviously, as soon as he came in, you know, he said that there was going to be a complete overhaul in how they approach the draft philosophically, how they put together their draft board. And I mean, what he said at the owners meetings in terms of Odell, I mean, that right there, he's feeling himself. I mean, if Beckham, especially if Beckham gets moved, how could oh. you be feeling yourself more as a GM, oh, a transformational talent, the face of the Might franchise. not last long, but – You go yeah. to MetLife Stadium He's the new face Sunday. of the franchise, Dave Gettleman. <laughs> I think Giants fans are not going to be happy about that. But, like, you go to a Giants game uh, in October, and there are 60,000 Odell Beckham jerseys. If you trade that guy, you better be ready for the backlash. Well, that's because if you trade that guy, then you're also going to, you know – Eli, we're drafting your successor because this is a teardown. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He he was a guy. Think about how he came up. Giants was his first big job in the NFL. He was there for 13 years. So he is kind of at the end of his career here, coming off of getting fired in Carolina and suddenly lands his absolute dream job. And he's someone he I don't think he's bothered by the New York media. I think he kind of likes it. He has fun with it. Is he's it feeling himself. situation, though. I mean, this is a weird I mean, to inherit a team. Yes. Kind of in flux like this is not necessarily an ideal situation. Mm. I, I think it's going to be a tough. That's why I don't think they end up trading Odell. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Time, you got a number two pick. You got Odell Shepard Ingram. It's not bad. I will nominate for, for the Maras. I will nominate John Dorsey, and I call him (laughs) the Cowboy of Cleveland. You know what I liked about John Dorsey? And I'm not even sure he's having a great offseason or anything, but he just – he is – he doesn't care about 0-16 or 1-32 or 4-45, though. If you just want to go back three years, Mm. what's going on here? At the Combine, when they – would you trade the first pick? His answer, give me a call. See what's up. (laughs) That's when you're feeling yourself. You're like for a guy that's taken over the laughing stock of football, which is what the Browns have been, unfortunately, uh, you don't usually hear a guy that he's got. He ta- he's talking a big game. He's not afraid to make a ton of moves. These, the flurry of trades. They've added 12 players and free agency. And I just think Dorsey is the right guy there uh, 
for right now for that fan base because he's a guy that says, I'm not afraid to just go all in and try to completely fix things. I don't know if it works or not. We've seen it fail too many times in Cleveland. But I think they got a bit of a cowboy in that position, and I think mm. he's feeling it. I think that's what they needed, though, in that position. They needed somebody to come in who just was going to completely overhaul everything. He's like, though, he and he landed in a great situation. The expectations couldn't be lower. They literally he, could not have been lower. He's, <laughs> he's got all these picks. He's not responsible for any of that. He's like – when you know Tom, Tom Brady and Giselle, they spent like ten million dollars on their house out here in L.A. And then after they did that, they were like, "Actually, we don't want to live here," and they just sold it. So all that work, someone else just got to come in, <laughs> live there. Well, I mean, one thing about Dorsey, this is speaking to people from around the NFL. They, they're like, they, they've got people in that building now who know what they're doing. They've got again, it's it's Dorsey, it's Alonzo Highsmith, it's Elliot Wolf. Mm. They've got people who know how to build an organization through the draft, and Dorsey has shown trade wise. When you know last year with Kansas City, when he's a GM, traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. You know they they've got people who've got an eye for talent. Look what they've done. They've gone on and got Jarvis Landry. Um, you know to go with Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. They go out and get Tyrod Taylor. So they're going to put some pieces in place. I mean, they're not going winless this year. It's just going to be interesting to see if they do have to, a slow start. If Hugh Jackson has got the luxury of patience that they've shown him thus far, yeah, and this is the most important draft. He's not feeling history. himself as much. This, there's a there's a divide there. I mean, how Dorsey's could you? feeling himself. I don't think Hugh Jackson's feeling. They got himself. the first pick and the fourth pick, and we'll see. We'll see how much he feels himself if he gets a little cute with trading, and we'll see. One more time around. I I've got a theory here, and uh, my next guy on this list is going to be Bill Belichick. I think he's feeling himself. When you would think he's coming off one of the worst losses of his career, uh, probably taking as much criticism for a decision that he made in that game as he has uh, for any decision in New England for a long Since time. Since fourth and short against the Colts, probably. I, I don't think about – just listening to him, watching him work out Bradley Chubb at NC State and, and going around and seeing him at the owners' meeting, I, I think he is in a different phase of his life where that, that – the loss, all that stuff bothers him, but I think getting that that fourth and especially the fifth Super Bowl, I think he feels like he's playing with house money. He knows exactly who he is, which is, if not the greatest coach of all time, certainly the greatest coach of the last you know thirty, forty years or twenty, thirty years. And I don't think like that stuff at this stage in his life. I think he wants to enjoy it. I think he wants to enjoy being an NFL coach and be the Bill Belichick that he's kind of worked all these years. And that's why he's he's. I'm not. He's like I'm not changing who I am as a coach for Tom Brady. If Gronk wants to be a pain, like I'll I'll trade him. Like I don't think the stuff bothers him in the same way or like drives at him. He seems about as comfortable and happy as someone who's watched Bill Belichick, you know, from afar, admittedly, but as I've ever seen him in his entire career. He he just seems good. You know, when you're feeling yourself, when at the coach's breakfast, when you decide to show up. You don't even sit at the table. Yeah, you make the reporters up. come to you. You show, up. show up late. Yeah, I'm not trying to make attention to myself. I'm just going to do the one thing that the other coaches aren't doing. Right. That's he's just like, you know, we were a hail mary pass away from still winning that game, no matter what you want to say about Malcolm Butler. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's you know he's got every right to feel himself. Hey, do we have any players who are feeling himself? Mm, are you guys going to go there? Because I might, I might pull an audible. If we're, if we're, yeah, throw it out there. I got one. Go ahead. You got one. Yeah. You know, I was going to say John Gruden because he's definitely feeling himself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But. Since we have a lack of play, Le'Veon Bell is feeling mm. the hell out of himself right now. I mean, <laughs> always. Look, all we heard, all we heard after the Super Bowl was, "Hey, they're close to getting a long-term deal done." So, speaking to Kevin Colbert at the uh, at the league meetings, he's like, "Well, you know, we'll get to him." So they've got a little jousting back and forth. And Le'Veon Bell says, "Well, how can you be a hero in your city when you're portrayed as the villain?" Uh, last I checked, the heroes in Pittsburgh are named Bradshaw and Joe Green and, you know, Rocky Black. All these guys have brought, you know, some trophies there. You have Big Ben, you know, but Lev, you're a great player. You want $17 million? You know, you get this franchise tag number. You know, he's He's got every right to feel himself right now. But I said, you know what? We're not getting any players here. We're going real establishments. Mm. I, I just wanted to get a guy on the field. Okay. Oh, that's a good I one. I like that. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna follow it up then with mine. Kirk Cousins. How can he not be feeling himself oh. right now? He spent the entire offseason being courted by fans, players <laughs> from different teams, front offices, just you know, seeing what's out there, seeing what he can get. And then he signs this record breaking deal. He changes the way that these contracts are done. Who knows, you know, how much that continues in the future, but he did it. And then he doesn't even spend money as it is. He's this really frugal guy that just got so much money and he goes to a better situation too and he's got new offensive coordinator John Diafilippo there of course they have Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen and you have a healthy Dalvin Cook coming up this year plus that defense if he right now they haven't played any games so he is golden and feeling himself now if he cannot play up to that potential gonna be a big problem there's a lot of pressure on him and and the Vikings in general uh but he wouldn't be feeling himself uh, to take the two straight mm-hmm. franchise tags, he always believed in himself and right. was feeling himself. I agree with you. I don't know though. He he doesn't walk. Uh, he doesn't. When I think Kirk Cousins, I don't think that there's a guy that's feeling himself. You don't find him. Oh, really? Cocksure. That's I do. crazy. I do. You think? <laughs> you do? He, you think he hasn't mani- manipulated the? Uh, oh, you like that thing? <laughs> oh, he's fair. feeling himself. I just like how Wolfie says. Yeah, he's in a better situation. Oh, wow. Leaving Washington, could that be a better situation? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, what a toxic situation. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, you know what? I think he has to be nominated. Uh, okay. So I will say John Gruden. Got yeah. to do it. Yeah. Oh, wow. To okay. may, just to, to cover our bases here, uh, just that he has a vision here. It's uncompromising. Marquette King knows it now. Uh, our own Mike Garofolo reported that Marquette King yeah, he just wanted to meet the new coaches. He wandered into the facility uh, uh, on Friday just to see if coaches were, were there. They weren't. And then uh, the GM's like, hey, hey, let's take a seat. And that's how he found out he got cut. That's awful. I mean, because because the coach didn't want him. And it, that made me wonder, did the timing change because of that or something? They were like, hey, hey guys, like same thing. Marquette's just like walking around looking for people. Okay, let's just cut him now. Uh, What's but going on here? when you got a 10-year, $100 million deal, and it's guaranteed money, right? You're a head coach. You're, you're a head coach. You're getting it. So you get a hundred. You got not only you get 100 million. You're 100 percent confident that all your ph- philosophies that worked, and a lot of people are making a lot of the 1998 stuff. But you're confident that all those philosophies remain sharp and will be successful. And I don't care what anybody think, thinks about my moves, that I'm bringing on too many old guys. I'm doing that for a reason, that I'm getting rid of uh, my special teams aces. I'm doing it for a reason. I feel myself, and I trust in myself and my uh, ability to shepherd this franchise. And, and you can say this. There was nobody at the league meetings who was walking out with a puff your chest. Mm-hmm. John Gruden. <laughs> really? These guys. Oh, yeah. he's so ready to get on the field with this guy. <laughs> oh, and he, he loved like, it at the combine. Like he had the biggest uh, group around him. He's just like looking around, and you could tell he, yeah. he's ha- he's happy that he's the big Good man, for now him, man on campus. Good for him. Mm. Just can f- I throw a bonus one in there before we go to you? Sure, sure. Because I was going to use him, but I'll throw Peyton Manning in the ring. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, Papa John's. He starts getting a little uh, mouthy, <laughs> and he says, "I'm out on Papa John's." ESPN and Fox. They go all, like, courtship all the way in. Bidding war. Take him all the way up to – he gets all the way up to, like, make out point with him, hops out the, the front seat and heads back down the hill, said, no, thanks, I'm not interested. Peyton does what he wants, what he wants. He's feeling himself. I'm not ready to do anything yet. I'm just going to keep being Peyton Manning for the time being. That just leaves with so many loaded things out there. I think I hope all the listeners <laughs> <laughs> just leaving CBS and Fox and all the – right there hanging to make out point. Yep. But is Peyton that's feeling himself? <laughs> <laughs> he also, by the way, in Indianapolis, you know, a giant bronze statue. I probably said, I'll come back to Indy. Yeah. Just build me a giant statue. Put the sheriff on it. Nobody called me that. But just put, put it on there anyway. Yeah. I'm Peyton Manning. I'm feeling myself all the time. He's running things. All right, Greg. I, I want to I go back. I was looking for this article that I had read last week, which really cracked me up, to support uh, Steve's point on Le'Veon Bell feeling himself here is an actual paragraph from an article on billboard.com you know a real a real thing yes uh bell uh released his eight track no announcement project as a surprise drop in february the set which bell says he recorded mostly over the 2017 is largely introspective nocturnal sounding affair featuring the rapper's heavy baritone over booming trap beats the set convincingly 
posits Bell as one of the strongest rapper athletes out there right now, with the MC even finding two different rhymes for Byron Leftwich yes. on Emancipation <laughs> Proclamation. Anytime you can get left. <laughs> I mean, your you're track. feeling yourself. You're great. Hey, you know what? The competition is Tom Bahali right now. So I mean, his, his first video, Shade Room, coming out soon. A woozy banger <laughs> that catches Bell in a moment of contemplation about the intersection between his rap and football careers. You're not making the, the woozy banger a video woozy to banger. Shade Room. A woozy banger. With, with Cardi B on the remix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. Any other nominations, Greg? Uh, I'll, I'll do a quick one. I think the Jaguars as an organization are feeling themselves. Think? Just in general, just feeling good. They're like, no, nah, we're, we're good with Blake. Bortles. Like, I think that's a feeling themselves type of move that they think they're as strong everywhere else that they're just like, yeah, Blake, it's Blake. I'm not going to need to upgrade there. Did they kind of box themselves in though? Yeah, a little bit, was, yeah. a little bit, they were stuck with a little bit with a fifth year option. I think they're confident. I wonder if, if everything worked out with where he wasn't hurt, didn't have that surgery. If they would have, if Kirk cousins would be on that team. Uh, there's, there's a pretty good chance that, mm. that Blake would not be the guy. There's some people in that mm. building who love him who drafted him, and there's some people there who didn't. Mm. <laughs> All right, before we go. It's Weiss not. is coming for your ATN insider status here. Well, he's an actual it. NFL insider where okay. I kind of – Erica, you would say that I'm more like an ATN media insider. ATN, right? ATN, ATN media insider. For the truth, go to the zoo. That is a loser in the morning. That is. A woozy banger. Woozy banger is a pretty excellent way to describe something. All right. Um, top five. Okay. I think I think uh, Gruden has to be in the top five. Gruden's got to be in there. I think I, I think Cousins has to be in there. I love All right. that one. Yeah. I'm down with that. Cousins, Gruden. Is Bell good in there? Woozy banger? He's got a lot. Of, I feel like we should put Lev maybe in the bottom. Sean Payton. The Rams. Oh, yeah. Sean Payton. Sean, Sean's there. up there. We've put a lot of people in here already. We got four right now. This is where it gets tough. Dor- Does Dorsey make the list? I don't know. No, All right. I'm no, okay with that. Uh, the Rams don't? I feel like the Rams should be. Rams should be in there. I think yeah. that's your five right there. You got Gruden, that. Cousins, Payton. I don't know what the order is. Gruden, Cousins, Payton, Bell, Rams. Who's feeling themselves the most in the NFL right now? Oh, Gruden, right? Those Gruden? are the final. Gruden Rams, Rams, I think Rams. Yeah, Gruden maybe number one. Go Rams number two. All right. Gruden. Here's the final. Rankings: Gruden one, Rams two, Peyton, cousins? cousins three, Peyton four, and Lev Bell and his woozy bangers. Number five. That's good. I like this. That's good. Those are good power rankings. And bangers. just to like, just to confirm, yeah. Sean Peyton, not Peyton Manning. No, Peyton Manning. Got it. Missed okay. the top five, but he is feeling himself. <laughs> really, always has. Um, okay, Steve, you've done it all. You've said it all. And this I shouldn't love be the first I, time. I, I'm last I'm time. I so honored that this is this is one hell of a maiden voyage. Mm-hmm. A woozy banger, I'd say. <laughs> it was a woozy banger, banger of that, a podcast. That has got to be like the hook. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Erica, that's the sell, right? Yep, that's the sell. It is a woozy banger, especially the way Greg Rosenthal said it. Say it again, Greg. It's a woozy banger. I don't know. Now I tried to change it up. I don't know what I was going for there. Super uh, cool. Th- yeah, that was super cool. That was Pretty definitely sexy. some bass over some trap beats there. Gordon. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, Steve, thank you for coming on. It will okay. not be the last time we will ask you. It, it, it took too long to have you on in the first Thanks place. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. It was great. Onward and upward uh, with Steve Weish on the team of heroes. Connie. I'm back. It's great to have you back. Can you come back on Wednesday? Sure. She's back on I'm Wednesday. I'm available. How about that? Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back. On Wednesday, uh, hopefully maybe we'll get to hear from Mark Sessler, who's somewhere in the world right now, and uh, maybe open up the mailbag. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun this week. I can't wait. I love fun. All right. This is Dan Hansa signing off for Steve Weish, the conscience of NFL media. (laughs) 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 The old boss and the loose cannon behind the glass. Till Wednesday!
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.